At Arizona State University, we've made online education better, smarter, and more personalized, so you can go further in your aspiring field. I decided to pursue medicine once I realized that ASU did have the online program for biological sciences. You're still required to learn the same curriculum. You're still being tested on the same content that anyone would be tested on in person. The comprehensiveness of the program prepared me so well for medical school. Explore over 300 programs at asuonline.asu.edu. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to Insung on OnePlace.com. And now it's time for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, Insung Kim. Hello, this is Insung Kim from Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. We are um, facing soon uh, the Life uh, Week, and this is Life Month in January, and we have a special guest and owner of the Fiesta Publishing Company and also producer uh, of Thirst No More TV, TV. Julie Castro is with us. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Insung. I'm excited to share what God is doing with I Am Life. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Uh, yes, and there's uh, so much, so many stories that behind this film that you are producing, I Am Life. And let's just share about your life first All right. and how uh, you are end up producing this beautiful movie, film. Okay. Well, you know, let me tell you, because God is a God of order, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything takes its place. And back in like 2014, I heard the Lord tell me to write a book. Mm. And I did. It's a, it's a testimony of a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was, that I believe that God was bringing my husband. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out I wrote the book, and then I was like, "What do I do with this?" And I was talking to my mom, mm-hmm. and I completely forgot that she started back in 1995 Fiesta Publishing. Mm-hmm. It was one of the very first uh, independent book publishers ever created. Wow. Yes. Way before indie publishers were ever done back in 1995. And she and her, a girlfriend of hers wrote a book called discovering Tucson. Mm. Okay. So she wrote another book. She published a couple of books for other people like nonprofits and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And she put it down, but she was already registered with Bowker for the ISBN. Mm -hmm. She was already part of the copyright office. All these things were all in place that my mom had laid the foundation basically nine or 10 years prior. So when I picked up and sort of resurrected Fiesta Publishing, Mm -hmm. I published the book. Okay. So I was getting a lot of press and, you know, I had, I did my due diligence. I went to conferences. I needed to know because I didn't really know a lot about Fiesta Publ- or Fiesta Publishing, but publishing in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I had a lot of um, like interviews. Mm-hmm. And after all these interviews were happening, I was on the girl- phone with my girlfriend and I was just marveling mm-hmm. at what God was doing. And I said, I wonder what's next. And I heard television. Mm. So 
the person that I am, like I am, if I hear television, okay, Lord, I'm going to find out what does this mean. Well, it ended up being a television program Mm -hmm. that I um, produced and basically directed. And the the movie was, or the, the TV show was called Thirst No More and Bear Fruit. Mm, okay. okay. Now, the reason that uh, it was called that is because the tagline for Fiesta Publishing is also Thirst No More and Bear Fruit. Because mm-hmm. when we read books, I don't care if it's an academic book, if it's a nonfiction, fiction, we're always thirsting. The Bible, right? We're always thirsting for knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then when we have that knowledge, we can impart it to others. So now we're bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing, how that actually came about is I actually had a vision Mm -hmm. of a water bottle. And you know, the water bottles that have the basket in the middle and you put the fruit inside and it like infuses the water with the flavor, right? That's what he showed me. And that's when he said, thirst no more. It was a water bottle and bear fruit. Mm, wow. That is And incredible. that's how that all came about, which was also part of how the production company is also called Thirst No More. Because uh-huh. I, bear fruit is adding too much. So I just made it simple. Oh, so yeah. for the um, television show, mm-hmm. I did 48 episodes over five years. So oh, wow. it was once a month. Because I now you keep in mind, I paid for everything myself, not only with the book uh-huh. and getting the company going, but even the television show. I paid for the videographer, the editor. I paid for everything myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe at that point in time, God was looking how faithful was I going to be with what I had mm-hmm. uh, financial wise and the guests that I had on. Okay, Mm -hmm. because I interviewed people mainly who were no names, Mm. people who are hidden, people who are doing God's work. Not everybody has a big name. That's right. But we're all doing something right for the Lord. Exactly. We all have a plan and a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even like with your show here, right, there is a plan and a purpose for what you are doing. Mm hmm. So anyway, so I'm, you know, working along and doing everything. Now, I will tell you this, is that the TV show was actually on uh, public access stations across the U.S. Oh, wow. Okay, you know, God uses everything. And I had someone, an acquaintance, and she had her show on, um, I think it was Philadelphia Uh um, public access station. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking. Okay, there's got to be public access stations all across the U.S. Well, I started doing my due diligence and research, and I actually have probably a four-inch book of all the public access stations across the U.S. Now, this is back in 2017. It's probably very outdated now, but it shows all the research that I did. And I sent uh, the very first show, I sent it out to every public act, a DVD, mm-hmm. to every public access station with the appropriate application and everything like that. And it was five or six that said, yes, we will run it. Mm, wow. And it didn't cost me anything because wow. it's public access. Oh, I see. It's okay. not pub. It's not uh, it's not like PBS public broadcasting, but this is like local Cities have their own public broadcasting. Phoenix doesn't have one. Tucson has public access. Okay. That you go and you film and do whatever. Marin County has a really big public access oh, wow. um, organization. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
I did all of these shows. And like I said, there were some, most people were local here in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I went also to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, because before I ever started the show, I went to that convention so I could learn about television because I did not know anything. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, my background, I had a degree in fashion merchandising from the University of Arizona. I was a buyer for many years. I was a buyer for Mervyn's. They've gone defunct. I was a buyer for Sharper Image. They've gone defunct. I was a buyer in Hawaii for Liberty House, and now they're Macy's. Oh, Uh, Yeah. So, and I did some marketing, and then um, I got married had a child, and at about three years old, it's like, you know, I am one to always be doing something. Yeah. And I said to my husband at the time, I said, I'm sorry, but I have got to go to work. Mm. So I'm going to sidetrack for just a minute yes. to sort of tell you yeah, yeah. how I'm all at, where I'm at and why. Yeah. I heard the Lord say, go to a specific temporary employment agency at one thirty in the afternoon. Mm. And I walked in, and I I followed the instruction. And, you know, God can be very specific about how it's just, you know, knowing, right? I was there. They said to me, oh, we have a new client, and you're new, so go ahead and take this job. It was a part-time job for one week at the University of Arizona working with— I was only answering the phones is what I was to do. I was answering the phones for one week. Well, that one week turned into two then it turned into a month, mm-hmm. and then it was two months. And then they offered me a part-time position f- to work and just answer phones and that kind of a thing. I ended up working my way up to being the director. Oh, it was wow. a community service uh, program. We It was called FASE, P-H-A-S-E, mm-hmm. Project for Homemakers in Arizona Seeking Employment. So we helped single parents mm-hmm. and dis- women who were divorced get back into the workforce because they, you know, they got to get their skills updated. And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Then I moved up here um, in, oh, I think it was 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. And I worked in workforce, again, but not for the state. I worked at, at the federal level, mm-hmm. but it was at the, you know, at the executive tower and for the Department of Commerce. Lost my job there. And then the last 11 years of working for the state, I worked at Arizona State University. Now, the skills that I start, I gained back at the University of Arizona are the skills that I needed to do the job at Arizona State University, and I was a research advancement administrator. So when the professors apply for research dollars, I made sure their T's were crossed and their I's were dotted. Mm, Okay. All of this all adds up to where I'm actually going, but it just goes to show you God uses everything in our life, Mm, right? Yeah. And we don't even know. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now I'm going to go back to the NRB. I was sitting in front listening to Corbin Burnson mm-hmm. speak mm-hmm. Um, about his mom and how he was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist and this and that, and just how he got in television. His mother was a very famous um, uh, soap opera star. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the show. And at the end of it, he was talking, and I heard that small, still voice say, you're going to produce movies. Mm. 
And I didn't really think, I said, oh, okay, fine. And I didn't think anything about it. Okay, this was back in 2015. Now, to confirm everything, one of the things that always happens to me is I start to weep. I start to like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is actually happening. Uh So I was in line to get a book signed, and this man behind me, listen to this. This man was like a senior vice president of Hershey's Chocolate, Mm. and he quit his job and moved to Mozambique to help people in Mozambique start cashew farms. Mm. So I start telling him what the Lord tells me, and I'm crying hysterically. Okay, now I know that this is going to happen, but I don't know when. I'm doing my television show. Now, one of the things, you're not going to believe this, but in 2019, before The Chosen ever became popular, I interviewed Dallas Jenkins. Mm. And I look back on it now, and God was prepping me. Something. Exactly. And like I said, he was just getting everything going. And one of those shows, you can find it on um, thirstnomore.tv. That's the website. And you just go to the television tab Mm -hmm. and look for, I think it was probably 2018 that I interviewed him, 2019. I can't remember off the top Mm -hmm. of my head. But anyway, so I did that. So I'm going every year to the NRB. And that same year in 2019, I interviewed Abby Johnson. Mm. Okay. Now, I didn't really know too much about Abby Johnson's. I personally, when I was interviewing people, I didn't really want to know because I really wanted a Holy Spirit to guide the conversation Mm -hmm. and what was going on. So she's talking about, and she called it an abortion industry. Mm. And I was like, industry, explain that to me. Okay, so she explains everything. I interview other people who are also doing life-related books or TV programs, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, there's something here about life. Mm. What is it? I actually thought it was a television show. Mm. Okay. But it turned out it was not Mm. because I never got the go-ahead to do it. People came from California. I interviewed people. Um, Eloise Nathaniel, who opened um, a recent uh, pregnancy resource center in South Phoenix, mm-hmm. I knew her from Choices. She was one of the interviewees that I had. I had. We spent the whole day interviewing people, and I thought it was going to be probably a two- or three-part um, television program. I never got the release. Lost contact with everybody. Mm. And then one day out of the clear blue sky, I was at a police and firemen prayer breakfast. Mm -hmm. And who sat down next to me but Eloise? That was three years ago. Mm. We had lost contact. And all of a sudden, here we were connected again. She tells me that she's starting a pregnancy resource center. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm getting ready to do a movie. Mm. And that's how it all came about. Now, the principal dancer and everything, that's a whole other side of the story. But that is how the the television program Sunset on Passover of 2021, I knew something was going to be happening to do a movie. Um, I knew the movie was called I Am Life. But I didn't know the timing of it. And I didn't know what it looked like because I didn't want it to be. It didn't sit right that it was supposed to be a documentary. Mm. You know, there's lots of documentaries about life, Mm -hmm. you know, or protesting or 
you know, abortion, and that, and I, that's not what I wanted to focus on. I felt that we needed to show people how beautiful life actually is. Yeah, that's right. That is really a you know good approach. Yes, exactly. So I have prayer partners, and we were praying, and one day. One of my prayer partners said, well, have you ever asked Julie Sweeney? She has a dance ministry. Mm. I think she's supposed to be involved in your movie. Oh, wow. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, oh, wow. What does that even look like? Uh Right? And I'm scratching my head. And I had to take this before the Lord. And it probably took six to eight months because I didn't understand. Mm. Oh, I want to cry. What God wanted to do. Because sometimes we have to wait it out because we don't understand. What is he telling us? What is it that we're supposed to be doing and what does it look like? Mm. When I finally got the vision, I approached Julie and said, what do you think about dancing the first 40 weeks of life? Mm. And she's like scratching her head. (laughs) Now now she has to figure out what does this look like? Mm. Because in her mind, all she could see and think of was fetus photos. Mm-hmm. And you're in a, and the fetus is in a ball. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you dance that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started getting together and meeting and talking things through. So she printed out what happens every week of those first 40 weeks before the baby is born. Mm-hmm. Okay, first there's conception. And then, you know, at six weeks, the eyes start to, or no, the spine starts to form like at three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then the eyes. And we went through step by step and started talking. What, what does it look like in dance? So the movie itself is all done through prophetic and interpretive dance. So we, yes. So I'll, I'll give some examples. So conception is used with a hula hoop and a silk scarf. Mm. Uh, the male and the female and then they dance separately and then they dance together and once they come together with the the scarf going through the hula hoop Mm. we have conception oh wow that's a beautiful creative expression and you know what honestly Mm -hmm. i think that you could take this to schools Mm -hmm. and it's not and it would be an an easy way, a fifth grader or a sixth grader, to see what does life look like without being, you know, so um, blatant about it mm-hmm. to pre- sort of prep them and to let them know that life really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really hoping is that this movie is going to change the hearts and mindsets of mankind toward the sanctity of life. Yeah. I mean, just uh, pause a little bit about when you express about uh, a disconception. Mm-hmm. And the culture that we have today is so perverted about the God's the design of the two person, the person come together and creating this beautiful human life. And how you express, the, the way that you express it is so beautiful, not just about this creating a life but it shows a beauty of two person come together right in the in the way the how god designed it and i can feel that mm-hmm. like that even go further because it young generation has they have to know uh it's not about just 
you know, having a sex. It's more than that, yes. right? Creating yes. a human being, life is a beautiful thing. And but Satan did not like it and just perverted the whole thing. Exactly. So I'm so glad that you kind of express your creative creative design of this bringing it together to person to create this beautiful human life. Thank you. And, and on top of that, what yeah. we're going to have is the voiceover. Mm-hmm. The man is from Cameroon, and he has a very deep voice, mm. and it has a slight accent. And when I heard his voice, I had to wait over a year to contact him because I needed to have the movie filmed. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, would he be the voice of God? Mm. And he said yes. So not only are we going to have dance, we're going to have very powerful anointed music. Oh, wow. And then the voice of God. So I say that uh, I Am Life, Wonderment in the Womb, is basically the first 40 weeks shown through the arts. Wow. That is and what ooh, And what I'm really hoping <laughs> is that people who don't see how beautiful life is— and maybe have more liberal thinking processes mm-hmm. will actually see, oh my goodness, it really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to cry because I get, and believe me, in song, mm. I weep so much because I get touched mm. by this. And I'm so humbled that he would choose me to do the movie. Mm. All I am is a willing servant. You know, I'm just and 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 what he told me was, use all the money you have, mm. and then I will bring the West, and we can talk about that later. But honestly, so what? When Julie and I were figuring out what does what does this look like, mm-hmm. um, so we use she used a lot of different props, and she made probably ninety percent of the costumes that are used, oh, wow. or and or props. Yes, it's really incredible. And she's always made them. And she makes it so there's like um, somewhere between five and seven. It depends on the dance, including uh, including herself uh, wearing different dresses and everything. Wow. And she's made them all yeah. or most of them. I'm just kind of just came into my mind. This will be amazing on the live show, too. Not it, just the film, but in the actual live show that people go they can watch the process. You know what? That's funny you say that because we actually filmed, we filmed in a couple of different locations. Mm-hmm. One of them was the Salvation Army Croc Center down in South Phoenix mm-hmm. because they have a big theater. Yeah. Because what we wanted to do when, it, and this was the the, pro, the things that we filmed were um, the positioning of the birth, mm. the water breaking, wow. and the baby coming down the birth canal. Now, the birth canal is the aisle of the uh, theater. Uh-huh. And so the people are right there on the aisle, mm. and they can actually see, and they're part of, and they, they, we, I made playbills. Mm-hmm. So it says, I am life. And then, you know, in a playbill, it always has the location of the theater, right? Mm-hmm. So this one says, a mother's womb. Oh, wow. Wow. Very yeah. creative. Incredible. I'm telling you, they're all God ideas. Okay. I've I never heard something like that. 
Yes. And yes. so, yeah, so when we did it, so we filmed in different locations. We did it inside and outside because we wanted people to be able to experience. Because, you know, when the babies, it's like, oh, my gosh, the, so-and-so, she's off to the hospital. The baby's going to be coming anytime soon. So, you know what? People get excited. They're, they know, and they're waiting in anticipation. That's right. And that's why we used a theater. And I'm going to tell you, i got to give credit to the cameraman, the cinematographer, also is the director of photography or DP. His mm. name is Tom Shade. He is so creative. Mm. And he, he's actually the one who came up with that idea. Oh, wow. And this man doesn't really know the Lord, or I don't think he does. Mm. But God has given this man and his God's eye, and he could see what I was envisioning. Mm. It was wow. incredible. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. We're going to have a second continue in the okay. second program about I Am Life. Thank you so much for being with us, Julie Castro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to hear from you next program. Yes, thank you so much for listening yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we'll be back next week. Thank you. Future-proof your business against disruptions with SDI, the leading supply chain cooperative. As a member, you'll gain access to a powerful network of like-minded organizations and market-leading suppliers like Global Industrial, Stauffer, and Diversified Supply, Inc. Enjoy discounted pricing, optimized procurement, and supply redundancy. Our team of experts will work with you to maximize your savings and mitigate risk. We develop a customized solution that meets your specific needs and goals. Visit SDI.com to learn more on how we work smarter for your business.